Cooper. Welcome to the Aussie Screen Printing Club, mate. You've been in thanks. the club a lot longer than I have, but thanks for coming on the podcast. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Um, Friday, frantic, but yeah. <laughs> been a hard yeah. week? Or are you full on? Or are you cruising? Yeah. Um, uh, pretty busy at the moment. Um, I'm a one-man operation, so it's always frantic. Um, it's, there's never um, um, stuff not to do. Yeah, yeah. Yep. At least you're accountable to just one. You know what I mean. You haven't got yeah. lots of other people to worry about. You can you can do things the way you want and need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the one good thing about it. So, yeah. So tell us how you got started. How'd you get into screen printing? All right. Um, I was I wasn't sure whether whether we'd started actually doing. Oh the interview. yeah. Now we're I mean, feel free to just. Did you have some uh, questions you wanted to get through first, or not? No, no, no. Just, uh, just seeing where we're, where we're at. It's all right. Yeah, it's all no, we're, we're all pretty natural here. All right, cool. Um, so, how did I get started screen printing? Um, Nineteen eighty-five, about. Wow. Um, uh, I'd gotten into music, and was in a, into a lot of alternative and punk rock bands and you couldn't get their t-shirts here and i wanted their t-shirts so i don't know i suppose being enterprising i started to go do the hard yards to order their t-shirts which back in that time you had to go to the bank and get a bank draft in that country's currency and made mm. out of the person and I, I think there was like a fee of $21 on top of it to, to get all that done. And it was such a, and you had to mail it off to the little address that you found in a fanzine or a magazine or on the back of a record cover. And then you'd just wait and hope that they sent you something. Um, sometimes, yeah, you know, three months or so later, you'd get some shirts. Sometimes nine months later, you'd get some shirts. Um, so, I was sort of doing that and then I had friends going, oh, that's a cool shirt. Can you get me one? I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then it sort of became a bit of a hassle. And then I got to a point of going, I could sell at least 10 of these. I should be printing shirts here. Yeah. And, you know, and yes, that, that is t-shirt bootlegging, but um, it was quite common back then. And um, also um, we didn't, I didn't see it that way. It was like, well, no, the, the, the band is being promoted here and mm -hmm. they can't do it. Their record label can't do it. So um, it was, I sort of saw it as a good thing. Um, and that's sort of where I sort of started. Um, well, that was the plan. And then I needed to find out how to, how to do it. Um, I discovered that I had a long lost second cousin that was working as a screen printer um, in Sydney part of the Aboriginal co-op in Glebe and yeah, yeah. Um, my mum organised it and I went off and spent a weekend with her and got the basics of screen printing and wow. um, the number of, a, of the supplier, which was um, Leapfrog Screen Supplies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, contacted them and got some stuff and started experimenting at home. Um uh eventually bought a little 
four color carousel with two stationary tables, um, which I've still got down the back. And I, I still use for some things, it's still going. Um, and slowly started to do stuff at home. Um, and I suppose too, the reason I got into it was I'd always been interested in art and I'd done art at school and I'd yeah. left school going, I don't know what I want to do. Um, actually, I, I had a job as a, I had an apprenticeship as a, a sign writer. Uh, it was a painter and sign writer here in Newcastle, one of the still places. Um, but decided over that summer that I didn't want to be standing out in the sun painting mostly and not sign writing. So I ended up going back to school for six months and then I left there because school wasn't for me. I'd, I'd, I'd managed to make it through year 10, but year 11 was way too hard. Um, um, so I ended up then um, just working at Big W and um, from then on this became my sort of side thing and i sort of got good enough to be able to do a small little few jobs for friends here and there that you know le legitimate jobs um but again i was printing in the spare room at my parents house and laying shirts out through the house to dry and then iron ironing them um so this is on water base obviously. yeah it was all, all water based yeah. um and um and from there, it got to a point where I started visiting screen printers to get help or tips or whatever. Um, and there was Rumors Screen Printing in, or Rumors Clothing Company in Newcastle, which was quite big in the 80s and through the 90s. Um, I ended up hanging around there. Um, actually, it, when I started to get a few bigger jobs and I really needed a dryer, I was going in and using their dryer at the end of the day when they'd finished their work and I could have it for 10 minutes um, before they shut it down. So I was sort of in there hanging around. And then um, one day I was in there and just hanging around and I ended up helping for the afternoon, putting shirts on the carousel. And they said, what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, nothing. Like, Do you want to come in? I was like, yeah, all right. So um so yeah i think i think by then i'd left big w and i was trying to work out what i was going to do so that's how i ended up so um so i ended up working for them for a while um i worked at onya in newcastle for a while um sorry who's on pete what? um they're in warner's bay in newcastle um uh, they've been around forever. Um, They're screen print shop though, are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah screen okay. print shop yeah, on yeah. Onya, O-N-Y-A. Um, okay. uh, they're still there. Um, uh, not the original owner, but I've met the current owner a couple of times, but not in recent years. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I did some time there and a couple other places. Um, at some stage, I worked in Sydney for a... Well, no, actually... I was back at Rumours, but not working a full week, but I was working two days in Sydney at another screen printing place that um, had an automatic machine. And I was, um, that's where I learned, learned to use an automatic machine and was working for, on it for a while. Um, I'd probably be damned if I would know how to work one now. Um, right. So um, it would take, take me a lot of um, to a refresh on that. So yeah, so I ended up back at 
Bagot Rumours, and I worked through most of the 90s there for them. Um, oh, sorry, Pacific Dreams had a screen printing department at one stage. Um, they did a lot of lot of surf shirts for Pacific Dreams, but also a lot, a lot of, actually, they were the first place in Newcastle that had an, an automatic machine. Um, so um, I worked for them on and off. Um, uh, actually, my... My time at, um, at Pacific Dreams was just after the Newcastle earthquake. And yeah. um, uh, that's just when all the imports were opening up for imported shirts and China actually donated a huge amount of blank shirts to Newcastle as, as a, yeah. a act of good faith sort, sort of thing. And, um, and they were really, really thin Chinese shirts, elite Chinese shirts. Um, but we printed all of those for um, um, the earthquake relief, relief. So there was there was a um, a shirt um, for those. It was just uh, one color black print on on the front of the shirts. And I remember and the reason I remember it is um, at one stage we were printing four hundred an hour on a carousel hand bench with three of us working. One yeah. person putting on one person taking off and and spinning and i was just there just pulling the screen down pulling <laughs> across just going and wow. if we buggered one up we just got thrown to the side and just kept going um so yeah. and i just yeah just remember just going man there's no way i could do that now um, no, but, um and now one of those um t-shirts are uh is in the newcastle museum so okay um that's uh, super cool yeah it is it's really good Important time is that, that was around eighty seven, I think, was it? Um, eighty nine was the earthquake. 89. So, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, right. so yeah. So then, um, then rumors shut down around two thousand, um, and I ended up working for um, uh, a place in Newcastle. It was called the Sports Net Netball Shop, and they'd started off as. Um, supplying netball uniforms and things, but they had a manufacturing part out the back and then they um, did a bit of screen printing and needed a screen printer. And I ended up being there for, um, oh, ooh, eight or nine years. So, okay, yeah. yeah. And when did you um, go out on your own? Like, sorry, keep telling me the story, this is great. No, that's right, that's, that's, that basically brings us up to that point. Um, so 2010. March 2010, I opened up here. Um, yeah. So um, 2009 was a big year. Um, I got married that year. Um, I had an overseas trip where I got married um, and wasn't happy with the situation where I was working and had an offer from a... Uh, a friend and business partner in the music industry um, to um, uh, give me the capital to start a, a printing business for myself and mainly with the aim of um, printing band shirts for mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His, ba his bands that were, that were on the label. And that seemed like a really good opportunity. So I, um, I got out of that, that job and, 
work towards this. It was like, yep, finally, I'm going to have my own, own place where I'll be the boss. Um, so um, that all happened at the end of 2009. March 2010, I opened up. Um, and during that year, um, the marriage went to crap. <laughs> So, um, and, and the, the original, sorry, she was the, the embroiderer at the previous place of work. So the plan had been, um, actually, sorry, she was, she'd already moved on to another job. She wasn't there anymore, but that's how we'd um, ended up together. And um, uh, uh, the plan was to eventually employ her. She was gonna. She wasn't working a full week then, so she was gonna help me on those other days, and we were gonna build a business up, and it was gonna be everything. And um, yeah, I said that all went to crap in the first year of business. So um, pretty hard. That was pretty hard. So um, I've basically just sort of, I suppose, fumbled on myself since then. Um, um because that whole fiasco um uh, ended my band that was happening at the time as well and it 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 it, it ruined a lot of things so the only thing that i had going was i've got to make this business a success yeah and right. that's pretty well pretty well what i did and then and looking back um during that time like yeah um I don't feel like I'm super business savvy or organized or anything, but um, I've managed to, you know, get a business up and operating and keep it going during the absolute worst time of my life. So um, I must have been doing something right. So, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and then I've just sort of carried on. Um, there's been some ups and downs. Um, uh, <coughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah um but um i think i've 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 managed to do okay i've, ma I've managed to you know em employ myself um i don't i don't earn a big wage or anything i um uh i know i could be working for somebody else and earning a lot more but um mentally <laughs> i wouldn't cope with that so um, I'm quite sort of sort of happy doing what I'm doing. So, yeah. um, and again, I've managed to survive. I've always had work, and I, I'm not I'm not on the phone book. I'm um, I don't advertise. Um, everything's virtually by word of mouth. All I've got is a, is a website, a Facebook page, and an Instagram. So, um, and I've always got at least a month's work ahead of me. Um, and um, it, it always seems, even when it gets to a point of all, there's not much more past that job. Suddenly a whole pile of jobs will fall in and I just keep going. So uh, um, I said, I feel in some ways uh, I'm not that successful, but if I was somebody else looking in, um, I'm sure that you're doing all right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, and um, uh, the old, um, I, don't, I don't know whether, whether, whether you, this is something you've encountered, but I always call this the, um, uh, an old screen printer's motto of um, 
if you don't have any work, all you've got to do is strip some screens. And within a week, the, job, the jobs that were on those screens that you stripped will come back in through the door. Yeah, there is, there is something happens. about that. I get that, that happens time, time and time again. I'll strip a job that like, nah, that customer hasn't been back. There's no use in keep, no point in keeping that. Um, and the very next week they walk in. So um, it's become yeah. a joke for us. Like we, yeah. you know, do a bit for sports people and they always have their own brand printed, you know, their own neck, neck label printed every now and again. I go, oh, let's reclaim those screens. Those guys haven't come around and it's a joke. Well, now we reclaim them. I bet you they come on. And they do. It's peculiar. I don't know what yep. it is about that. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I, I feel I came up with that, but I, I don't know whether it's just something I learned along the way. But yeah, if you just need some more work, strip some screens. Strip some screens. It's <laughs> great advice. Well, that's yep. quite a journey, but it sounds to me like um, screen printing's in your blood, though. You you still love it. You still enjoy it. It's, I mean, it's a creative thing, isn't it? So, yeah, de definitely a creative thing. Um, um, one thing I said when I, I started this place was I was sick of doing um, netball, netball positions and <laughs> numbers on, on football shirts. I wasn't doing any numbers or, you know, anything like that. It was going to be, I just wanted to do cool stuff. I wanted to do bands and venues and events and, and things like that. So, mm -hmm. um, and I've always wanted to, have my own line of designs and that so i've slowly mm. sort of been building up things which i which i sell online and again mm. if i had more time i could market that better and i could be selling more of that but uh, and at one stage i was sort of setting up at markets on weekends but that's all got a bit a bit tiring for one person sort of thing so yeah um yeah and you you yeah. don't want to kind of get to that point of hiring someone else or um no um a couple of things I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a loner but um um i always feel like i've worked for that guy that was a complete bastard and i don't want to turn into that guy and i know <laughs> if i was employing somebody i'd be going no you need yeah i'd be going no i don't want to become that person so um yeah. and then i've had a few friends come and go that have helped me at some stages and i've always sort of felt well this is a sort of a, a trial run to see if i could employ them and it's never worked out mm. and um i just go if, if i officially employed somebody um um it would be just too much stress and hassle and and I wouldn't be as flexible. I'd have to be here at a certain time and I'd have to make sure that they were doing the right thing and yeah. and I'd have to keep an eye on them. And it's like, God, it's hard enough to keep an eye on myself. So um, um, I just don't want to do that. Um, um, so, yeah, and, and again, up, up and... Up until, well, actually, it's two years ago. It's two years ago this month. Um, I did have another partner that um, um, we'd been together for a couple of years and the plan was, again, for her to become part of the business and um, that, unfortunately, didn't, didn't work out either. So um, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, 
So again, I've kind of gone, yeah, I'm just better off doing it alone at the moment. Um, um, the other thing is um, with the whole business is um, between Christmas and New Year, I'm about to move premises. Oh, wow. Um, I've okay. been I've been here in this current place for well since 2010, so that's 12 years or whatever. Again, <laughs> originally I was just moving into a part of a mate shed for a couple of months till till we found somewhere, and I've stayed here for 12 years. Okay, right. things didn't quite go to plan, but unlike luckily he's a mate, and you know the rents never change. That's the other thing. I've been on a really good earner here of. Yeah, the the rents never changed and everyone's cool, so that's been good. Um, so I've finally um sorry, I'm situated in Beresfield, which is just near Newcastle. Um, yeah. but 15 minutes drive away, I live at Heatherbray, just near Raymond Terrace, which is and I'm yeah. right right on the on the highway. Um and so me and my previous partner bought a house with a large block. Um with the intent of building a shed in the backyard to um, move the business into. So that's sort of, sort of been the dream. Um, and again, building a shed has been the second most traumatic experience in my life. Oh, okay. It's we've been through, we went while in the relationship, we went, went through three different shed companies. And then still the last one just screwed us around forever and ever and ever. And and currently, separately to that, just tradesmen in general at the moment, um, um, I had a plumber come in and lay all the pipes and everything underneath the slab before we put the slab down. And the shed's gone up and he came back for half a day and I haven't seen or heard from him since. And he doesn't return my calls, doesn't accept oh, my text doesn't answer his emails, but according to his Facebook page, his business is booming. Um, so I've been chasing another plumber for weeks. It looks like I've got under one today. So hopefully I'll have water on in the shed um, um, in the next couple of weeks. So it's all, it's all gonna happen. So the plan, the plan is to move between Christmas and New Year. So okay. that's gonna be a good thing. And it's just been so long in, in, in coming. I was, I was supposed to move back in August. My plan was it was gonna happen in August before I hit the bu busy period in the run up to Christmas. Didn't happen. And I just went, I'm just gonna have to keep working because I can't have an interruption now. So yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just sort of been further and further away. Um, yeah. It's amazing that we do get this kind of period over Christmas where everything just stops. I'm from the UK and nothing stops at any point in time and it should do, right? Like I feel like it's important to get a break and I find it really hard to get away um, during the year when it's all just full on. But we get this beautiful hiatus where everything just stops. I know some screen printers continue. So you get that opportunity to install a new press or to move premises or, you know, whatever it may be. So hopefully that works out well for you. Are you going to need some extra hands to do that? I wish I was down in your area. Yeah, um, I'm I'm lining up a few things. I've got, got got my brother lined up, and then as soon as I lock him in for the exact day, it's like I said between Christmas and New Year's. So um, I've got a few guys to call and go. Right, can you do it this day? And yeah. and and who can you bring with you? So. Um, 
but basically the, the major thing and, and again sorry with my mate who who i'm currently renting off um um again it's not going to be like another um landlord where i've got to be out on this day and gone um so yeah. i'll be able to take what i need and get done but mainly there's just the dryer the carousel um ex exposure table and a, and a few things like that that are the, the big thing so once we get them done um the rest i've, I've slowly been starting to take carloads home um every time i go home um i was packing screens be before i set this up so um but um and again <laughs> again with the the hiccup of not moving in august I took stuff home and then I've had to bring it back and it's been like just it's not what I want to do. Um, so yeah. So um yeah, so the shed at home's um 14 by 10 meters. Oh, um, right, it fills, nice. fills the whole backyard. I've got a mezzanine upstairs. Um so um it should it should be good and it, it and it should make things a lot easier and um uh, and again, I suppose I, I can't print like I used to, um, and um, um, it's going to make things easier on me. Um, uh, another part of my story is um, 2017, I had a stroke, oh, okay. and um, I had a stroke, and it was only a minor one. Um, but it's kind of ruined ruined my printing arm, um, and it's not like my arm doesn't work. It just feels twice as heavy, and it's never bounced back. Um, yeah. So it's just always been a bit funny. So um, and yeah, I've had a bad back for years because that's what screen printers get. Yeah. Um, so um, so yeah, so I had a stroke. Um, uh, um, and I, sorry, had a stroke, was in hospital. They dealt with that and said, well, you need to come back next week um, and just do some preliminary tests on your heart and things. And I came back the next week and did that. And they went, right, you're not going anywhere until we operate mm -hmm. on you. Um, and I had um, two arteries in my heart that were 90% blocked. And they reckoned I would have been dead within a month if, wow. um, if I hadn't had the stroke. A couple of weeks before. So the stroke actually was the thing that caused them to identify the real underlying yeah, problem. Which which has been a real uh mind-blowing thing of going, wow, if that hadn't happened and that yeah. So um so that has slowed me down a lot. I I I get really exhausted some days, um, whereas I used to just power on. Um so so um, working from home is going to be a, a lot better and give me more freedom. Um, yeah, and to be close to your house and the comfort of your house is is pretty cool. I mean, a lot of yeah, and I suppose even before all of that, that was the dream. It was always like, oh, it'd be just great to have something in in a backyard and just be able to work and do what I needed to and not be killing myself um, and not working for anybody else um and just and doing artistic stuff you know um and i suppose like i i know what my bread and butter is when i'm printing but mm -hmm. when i go the extra lengths with a print 
as far as the art goes and and it comes out really really good that's that's the the pleasure i get out of, out of printing so um, satisfying um i don't know whether um I, I grabbed a couple of shirts that i've done this is one i did recently whether you can see that yeah nice um yeah. that's a six color print um all all you know hand bench um but there's actually seven prints on there um because okay. i've worked out i can't remember what it was oh yes the, the the highlight in in the white on the on the writing um wouldn't oh, the sequence of, of printing it it didn't work it bled back in so after i printed it and printed another couple of colors i came back with a small squeegee and printed the white highlight on the writing at the top and bottom and made oh, wow. it look look really good so um it looks like a really big print as well um that's a that, that, that's a back print so um let me think i think it's about 32 34 wide yeah okay actually no it's probably more than that but um you must have quite um, big prints. It's, it's about 33 wide yeah so yeah yeah so very yeah. nice um so yeah and again that that was for a, a friends tattoo company in in brisbane um and i didn't make a hell of a lot of money on that job but it was really satisfying and going okay how am i going to print this um how am i going to make this work and then when it, when it works it's like that's the the satisfying you know the the artist in me i suppose yeah and that's so, the strange thing about screen printing is a lot of it's like problem solving isn't it What's the best yep. way to print this, you know, from the separations to the actual experience on press? Yep. Sometimes you seem to find that, you know, the way that you'd thought this was going to work when you get it onto press actually doesn't work that way. And you might have to have to hit that color softer or hit that one later or run it through the the dry, the flash again or whatever. And yep. I love that aspect. I don't actually do the printing anymore. And it's probably good. I'm not really a great printer or anything like that. I'm quite new to this and much more into business. And I kind of miss that bit. And occasionally I'll get on the manual and do something, but it's always a mystery. Oh, why does that work that way? I, I didn't, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And yep. I love that part of it. It's, yeah. it's a good thing. Um, and again, I'm quite old school in the way I do things. Um, and I suppose, I suppose my one fear is technology and things is going to overtake me. Um, there's a lot of things I see that I just go, I don't know anything about that. You know, I, I saw the other day on some screen print group, they were talking about um, um, emulsion um, applied at this angle and at this degree and, and dried at this temperature and, and your, your, your film was this and it was so many points at this angle. And I was just go, I don't know. That's like, I, I just like, I just whack it on and it works, you know. Um, well, I think that's like, the artist side of it, you know, that people are trying to take something that is artistic and is is art. It's real art. It, the, yep. the end result is an artist, an artist's impression of something, if you will, and turn it into a science. And I feel like you can err too much either way. You get too scientific about it, the art becomes sterile. You get too artistic yep. about it, you might miss some of the, the trends. But old school's good, right? Not everything yeah. that is new is good. Right? Oh no, absolutely. And like I, I still prefer wooden frames to aluminium yeah, frames. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, and I and I, you know, 
an aluminium frame, the screen is nice and tight, but I find it's even, it's almost too tight sometimes. You just can't push the ink through. And on a wooden screen, it's got a little bit of give. Um, so um, I've made a bunch of my screens, um, my screen frames, like I, I can stretch myself and, 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 um, and staple them. That's still been something I do. Um, my late father was a carpenter and made lots of lots of my screens Brilliant. back in the day. So, um, and you can tell his screens, like his frames are just so good. I pull them out and just go, oh, it's so good. Like, you know, it's solid, the joints are great. Whereas the ones that I've made are a bit rough. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's one good thing. Um, and again, uh, you know, and I hear of different printing techniques and I know about, um, you know, off, having off contact, but I hardly ever use off contact. And um, I remember um, a few years back, um, I was in the States and a friend of mine's got a big merch company out of Boston. And um, I was up there seeing what he was doing. And I showed him a video of me printing and he was like, you don't use off contact. And I was like, no, hardly ever. And he's like, oh, you got it. I was like, no, not really. So zero <laughs> so, off contact, none at all. The screen's um, right on the actual garment. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, do you use? A, is there a pitch? You know how some um, presses allow you to pitch up the front of the screen. Um, you can, but I, again, I hardly ever use it. Okay. Wow. My my screen sits sit pretty well flat on the table, um, and away I go. And and I know that probably works against me in some ways, but. Um, Again, I usually problem solve and, and work it out. And again, if it needs off contact, yeah, um, yeah. I know how to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, just while we're talking, sorry, I was thinking um, another one of my prints that I'm quite proud of. Um, now, this is this is one of my, I call my own designs, but I didn't do the artwork. A lot of my designs are ones that I come up with roughly. And I've got a couple of friends, different friends that are artists, and I go fix this for me. Um, but this was an idea I had. Um, I don't know whether you can see that. Oh, yeah. It's yep. a 3D looking print. 3D. And yeah. it works if you've got 3D glasses, it pops. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. That is cool. Again, that's a huge print. Yeah. yeah so, see, um, see how that would work. Yeah. Um, it took a lot. <laughs> it, it broke my head working out the separations and um, um, That's working out the separa separation and then lining them up because they're basically all the same except they're just out of sync and then there's a few reversed out parts. So, and again, um, that's in water-based too. Okay, so. that was the question I had. So do you, are you primarily water-based printer? You, you do both or? Not really. Um, um, I'd say pr primarily I use, I use plastisol, but I do love water base and I love the feel of water base and I, and I love the texture and um, sort of that matte finish that you'll get with, with um, um, water base opaques. Um, mm. But um, uh, just fighting the drying up in the screen and um, is just too much to handle on. And again, me doing all of this myself, a lot of my longer runs, I go and print some, I come and do a few things and I print some, and I'm always walking away from it. So 
um, the water base just wouldn't stand up. So, um, um, but again, if there's jobs of certain fabric and I go, water base is going to be better. And then I have the, the conversation in my head. Yeah, but plastic is going to be easier, but water base is going to look better. And it's like, I usually end up going, just do it the hard way, make it look good. So, um, um, and again, I think that's why I've got a good customer base and seem to have a good rep and people come to me because I do good print. So, yeah. I think the thing about that, you mentioned you're old school in terms of techniques and so on, but that perspective, no, let's do it the hard way because it's going to produce a better result. That's also the old school, right? In the sense that yeah. the modern school or the new school, if we can call it that, plastisol, plastisol, plastisol. And we're a plastisol shop for, for technical reasons because we're very it's very arid where we are. So we really struggle with that. But to get a good print, especially the tonal colors, I wanted to talk to you about this and ask you about it because I looked at some of your own brand garments especially you've obviously got a thing going frankenstein but the covid frankie i really liked and there was also a print there that was um i made a note of it autumn fest the cars events you had a few yep. different design a few different uh, colors of prints there the colors that you're using um are that kind of muted old school again even kind of 1950s types colors on poster prints so those kind of screen prints yeah um that presumably, as you've sort of just said, I think, looks a lot better as a water-based thing than it does on a plastisol. Yeah, um, absolutely. And again, um, this is this is where May becomes entangled in in the business. Um, like my my music tastes, and um, you know, I love the the style and culture of 50s and 60s and a lot of you know even even 70s to, to a degree um like the house the house that um i've got it um at heather bray um i'm basically restoring myself at the moment and lots of vintage furniture and nice. um color color scheme inside and everything so um uh very much all, all of that so um and then my own range of stuff that i sell it's you know it's it's rockabilly, it's rock and roll, it's punk rock. Um, I used to, I when I first started the business in 2010 or whatever, um, I was doing a lot of roller derby stuff um, that was on the rise at the time. So um, I was involved in that. So I was doing a lot of that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's all my art, music, you know, influence. Um, it's uh, it's quite eclectic, but it's I said with you know, like I said with my with my music taste, my it's quite eclectic. I kind of like the good bits of everything, and I kind of pull them all together and pull it together. And, 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 I, and I suppose I suppose that's again the art side of things is um, oh, oh that's really good over there and it's never been used in this situation so i'll do that and and, and it'll look yeah. interesting so yeah um just to, i've got to ask you pete i mean you mentioned about you know starting out sort of bootlegging the bands in the 80s the mid 80s um what bands are we talking about just out of interest always keen to find out um yeah actually one thing about like, i was going to mention about the the bootlegging of shirts 
and this is how um uh, again I, back then you either had to hand draw or photocopy um and it wasn't until i was working in some of the places that i had a bromide camera to be able to do artwork so uh, a lot of a lot of my bootleg shirts i'd basically either photocopied or i'd traced the shirt and and redrew it by hand and you know hand stippled it um and that became quite quite an art as well and um i suppose being a musician as well and i knew i was ripping the bands off but i wasn't going to do dodgy bootleg shirts they were going to be you know as as good as the original or, or better uh, and actually i get yeah, actually probably a few times i probably improved the artwork but um um uh let me think things like um uh like um scar music icons like the specials madness specials okay yeah. this um, is my, my era yeah okay so um that sort of thing and then um uh punk rock shirts i saw a lot of dead kennedy shirts um in the 90s um um the exploited oh Ramones. Wow, yeah, Ramones. Just, yeah. fantastic all, all sorts bus, of things the like that cox. the buzzcocks no i never touched on bud buzzcocks but yeah oh, okay yeah um uh i'm just trying to think it's been so long the pistols um, yeah, there was, there was a few Sex Pistols ones, and um, um, there was a Sid Vicious one I used to do that I'd, I'd, I'd picked up a shirt. Um, actually, I picked up a shirt somewhere on, on a trip somewhere, um, and it was it was a hand-drawn shirt, um, and it was a Sid Vicious shirt, and it had Sid before and after, and then it had a skeleton of him in the same <laughs> position and 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 it was it was just a crazy shirt and it was and it was it was a bootleg as well so i'd just basically bootleg <laughs> that so and again um um down here in australia we were such we were an island you know yeah, you, yeah. like none of those bands came here none of those boot, like it was just a i just went and found stuff and brought it back so um that was a good learning yeah. learning um curve for me yeah, I've forgotten yeah. all about the, the dead Kennedys and the the Ramones as well. Yep. Um, yeah, I wondered if it was the same kind of thing. And the whole kind of scar thing in Britain around, particularly, yeah, the specials, as you said. And I think they became Fun Boy 3, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. And like a, a couple, couple of them did. They split in, in various ways. And then there was a, a reformation in uh, 2009 with uh, everybody except Jerry Dammers, the keyboard player. And Oh, um right. um and they've done an album but they're they're down to three original members at the moment but um yeah um but again also too um being involved in the music industry and all of that um i suppose a few of the bands or related bands that i used to bootleg eventually became friends with um, so like, um, Roddy, the guitarist from the specials, I'm quite good friends with, and we've, we've right. met a few times and things like that. Um, so, you know, in, in some cases it's been okay going, Hey, I used to bootleg a few things and oh, that's all right. I never got any money for those shit anyway. You know? <laughs> so, um, um, so it's been, it's been cool. But again, um, you know, in, in a way I am ashamed of my past, but, um, it, yeah, at, again, at the time 
if I wasn't doing it, somebody else was going to be doing it. So, um, yeah. Um, Do you know, and then, uh, I was going to say, and then, and then I suppose at one stage, there was a few months of one year in the late 80s somewhere that I was working for a, a backyard guy that sold in the markets and things. And his whole business was bootleg brand shirts, um, Jag Jagman, I think that was a that was a fashion label back then. Anyway, and he was that was and uh, yeah, that was that was big. Even though he was only backyard, that was big scale bootlegging with um, no care. It was just pump out this crap. So um, I'm glad I wasn't part of that. <laughs> yeah, there's bootlegging to kind of get by and enjoy the process and be into the music. In this particular case. Yeah, and, and, and I was never a bootleg, bootlegger that was selling shirts off his arm outside of a of a concert. Yeah, I, I wasn't that guy at all. So, so I, that's one of the comments I was going to make. I remember going to see a band called Echo and the Bunnymen in the UK back in the day, and yep. I think it was Portsmouth or Guildford Guildhall in the in the UK, and came out of the concert and there was a guy bootlegging posters, huge A1 posters that he'd screened, and I was just amazed, you know. That someone could be that industrious and to do yeah. this thing called screen printing i was in a band as a kid and um we were kind of i guess yeah i guess more kind of indie moving out of the kind of punk era into more of the kind of um, smith type um sounds and and lloyd cole and the bunnymen and those people and we did have t-shirts printed and we had the screen done and even then i was amazed that there's this technology, which is what it is, could do this and it could do it again and again and again. And that, that's the bit that really interested me. But I remember seeing this guy, you know, selling these posters and they were just brilliant. They were minted, but obviously it was completely legal. But that's a different thing. That's, you know, that's much more um, of an industrial enterprise than, you know, yeah. Yeah. ripping off yeah. some shirts. So if you had, if you, if, I, there's two things that came to my mind as you were talking earlier. One was, you know, when you move to uh, these, I'll say new premises, but your backyard premises, yep. Um, yep. maybe it is possible to get some kind of apprentice to do the hard yards, to do the actual physical printing and train them up so that you could take it a bit more easy. Is that, you know, I, yeah. I heard what you said earlier about not wanting to be that so-and-so, but, you know, that would take the pressure off. Yeah, um, and and it's a possibility. Um, um, I suppose at the moment, I just I just want to get the move done and yeah. see how it goes and and feels. But as I said, you know, I, I have realised the last few years that physically, I just can't do it to the amount that I want to. Um, whether that's a, a, a you know a, a notification that okay, I've got to just not take on as much work and make it comfortable for myself. Um, but um, um, we'll wait, we'll wait and see. Um, also too, I suppose, I suppose with the, uh, the way life's gone and all the disruption and that, I have, have had a lot of, lot of mental, mental health issues. So um, I think, sometimes I'm just better off doing it myself than having the responsibility of someone else. And that's the, the, the pressure I don't want. But, um, but again, that I, I also feel um, that if I've got anything to teach anybody, 
I should be teaching somebody eventually because otherwise it's it's all lost. So yeah. um, I don't have any children or, or anything like that. So um, um, yeah, um, it's it's probably something I, I, I should do. So we'll wait, we'll wait and see how, how it turns out. I said, I, I'm hoping life will be just a little bit less stressful and um, less chaotic when I get there. Um, and and also to my, my plan is I want to do more artistic stuff you know like um i'm not really set up to do posters but i know how to do posters and i could do a, a limited amount and i'd really like to be able to do some art type stuff that um as far as that goes and that that's always been my dream. yeah one day when i'm you know i'll be able to do this but it's never ever happened there's never ever been enough free time or or energy to do all, all of those things so um yeah yeah, we'll we'll see how we go with that. So, yeah, well, I really wish you well with the move. I hope that that goes well. It sounds good to me. It sounds like it's going to be a new chapter in, you know, the experience and the life. But certainly, as you said, not losing that acumen, that old school experience, being able to pass that on to someone. One of the things that saddens me a bit about this industry, and as I said, I'm new to it. I've been in business for a long time and different things. I wish I'd started this 30 years ago absolutely love the screen print industry i think it's amazing and it's partly because of the art side of it um <clears throat> but finding someone that's interested in it it's actually really hard <laughs> you know yep. finding i have this kind of dream there'll be a there'll be a 16 to 18 year old person that would just want to live breathe drink screen printing in uh, we had one person come in one time and they were so excited they, you know they were drooling over the the kit you know it's just amazing i was like wow this person really likes this but that was it you know most people are like yeah yeah i'm just catching shirts and folding them and mixing ink and burning screens you know so what do you not realize what you're doing this is this stuff's pretty cool but so yeah finding that person's the hard part i think yeah and and again uh, i suppose in one way i've had this thought in the back of my mind of if if somebody was gonna come and work for me they'd find me yep. you know just just as i hung hung around rumors and ended up hanging around enough for them to go you know you should work here um you know i, I go surely there's there's um young people that are interested in art and creating and and you know would like to learn all that stuff and surely they're just gonna find me but again they haven't so i don't <laughs> um i don't know uh is it interesting that you say that you you find it hard to to find somebody like that it's it's um obviously um um not just me it's it's not not just me going i'm the grumpy old guy that, that works on t-shirts <laughs> and, and doesn't talk to anybody um it's it's not that at all so yeah, yeah. And, and also you know some parts of screen printing are just plain hard work yeah, you know, screen yeah. printing itself, but re the repetition of reclaiming screens and you know resetting everything. We've we've had people. We've tried everybody. We're in a small town, but it's a very multicultural town, and we've had we've tried school kids, sixteen years and up, just to clean screens and reclaim them. We had one kid who literally lasted forty minutes. He, he didn't even get through one screen. You know. He came and sat down in the little office here and said, I can't do this. And that was it. He was gone. And, you know, many, I think in the, la in the last 12 months, 
Cena, one of the guys that works here, was saying that we've taken on eight people that have come and lasted at the most just a few weeks and gone. They don't want to do hard work, not interested in, you know, what is an amazing industry, not interested in art, you know, but there must be someone, right? You know, there yeah. must be someone that's like, I'm really into this because I'm really into it. You know, there are like, how did that happen? I'm, my background's something totally different. And, you know, I got a little bit into this as a hobby and next minute this stuff's awesome. Like, how, how does this work? You know, just drank in as much as I could online. Um, but yeah, it doesn't even seem to be taught in tech colleges anymore. Um, maybe kids do a bit at school. Um, I was chatting to a guy the other day who was talking about learning screen printing and he'd been doing quite a bit and he was working for a company that purchased a screen print operation off another company, but they didn't have any of the skills. And he came around here in the end to burn a screen. And he said, wow, that is so good. It's so quick. And I said, what do you mean? Well, what he was doing was creating a template out of a vinyl cut. So he was dropping the artwork on a vinyl cutter, weeding it out, sticking it to the bottom of the screen and printing that. Now, wow. that's worrying, right? Yep. <laughs> said, Did you think you could go on YouTube and <laughs> just check this out? You know, so, and he seems to be fairly enthused. He, he seems to like the, the industry a bit, but it seems to be very, very hard to do that. If you were giving, if someone came in tomorrow and said, I want to start a screen print business, whatever age they are, what advice do you think you'd give them? Don't. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> um, uh, what would I say to them? Um, I suppose, I suppose it's, it's like any job. It can be, I'd say, yeah, I'd warn them that it can be rewarding, but it, it, it is a lot of work. Um, you've got to really, really love it. But um, I suppose... For me, I would say start off small and build from there. But then I, I, I go, would I have been better off if I'd, you know, if I'd bought um, um, an automatic machine 10 years ago, would I be better off, you know? But I was always like, no, that's too much. And, you know, I, I don't want to spend that money. I, I don't want to get that in that deep. So, um, so again, my advice of starting small may not be the 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 correct advice um i suppose i'd warn them that you're gonna have a lot of back issues if you're printing full-time for a lot of years and to um look after your back and enjoy it um um because I've, I've been plagued with shoulder problems back problems i get a remedial massage every two weeks and you know it's still um i've got the problems but yeah not just from screen printing you know um um uh I um I suppose I played hard all life, all my life. Um, I was an avid BMXer in, in my in my teens and early twenties, and rode pretty hard and crashed pretty hard. Um, and then I've um, thrown myself around on stage in a band for over thirty years, and um, yeah, not stretched enough. So um, <laughs> uh, yeah all, all my acts and pains aren't just screen printer related but they don't help so um um are you what the other front man front man of the band or yeah 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 right is that a punk band as well um no they're actually a ska band ska 
Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. started off playing specials and madness and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we're called the Porkers if uh, if you want to well, we look us up. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, stupid name. So. Stupid name, but we we ended up with it. <laughs> I saw the tees. Haven't you got Porkers tees on your yeah. your own yep. brand? Yeah. I wasn't sure who they were. Oh, yep. I'll go and check it out. Yeah, that's us. There's, there's, there's a few videos on, on YouTube. So, yeah. Oh, definitely tune into those. Okay, yeah. so you'd, um, you'd initially say don't do it, but then you yeah. let them know what the wear and tear is on the human body. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'd say, yeah, start small. You know, learn with your water bases first more than anything. Um, learn how to do it properly rather than, fudging through it and getting away with it and then having major problems because you didn't learn how to do it right in the first place. I think that's, yeah. that, that's, that would be a good idea. Um, um, yeah. Um, Don't start with water base. Would that be a good? No, I, I'd say I, I, I would probably recommend starting with water base. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, well, I know. I think, as an old school, I think you should, but um, you you need to learn with water base. But again, it might be easier to start with. It might be, yeah, because again, with water base, you're going to have all the drying problems, and yeah, maybe that will be something you should tackle later. But um, yeah, but I suppose uh, stick to smaller prints to start with. Don't make the prints too big, because um, mm. that can lead to all sorts of things um and yeah start with simple artwork don't be trying to do dot screens straight off yeah things like that keep keep it simple yeah real business keep it simple stupid so um um yeah um yeah i say think for personally don't go too big too soon but Maybe I've been left behind because I didn't go too big too soon, you know. Um, um, well, as I was saying to someone the other day on one of these podcasts that, you know, everybody wants to grow in business, you know, because we, we think that's better. But actually working out how to manage growth is more important because speedy growth can kill any enterprise. It doesn't matter what you do, what kind of market you're in. Managing growth is a total nightmare. I've been in, I think this is my 11th, well, this is my 11th business and three of them have been fairly okay and the rest of them have been ordinary and, and some of them have been absolute disasters um, but one of them in particular grew very very quickly in the 90s i couldn't manage it i couldn't control it it was very successful in a monetary sense but it died because i couldn't cut you know so being able to kind of manage that and grow that the way you want i think is critical rather than just saying I want a bigger press. I want a better dryer. I want to, you know, get the best of this, that, and the other one go to an auto too early, which I think for us, I think we've got the timing of that right, but that's probably more luck than, than judgment. But I think that's the key is working out how to earn what you need or want to earn, enjoy it without breaking your back or, you know, becoming a slave to the business, which is what most people are, it seems. Um, and yeah. managing it is, is key. But it's really hard to do. How do you turn a tap off that you you know there's no force it to turn it off? Yep. And and I, I've I've had a lot of problems saying no to jobs because it's sort of like you know this person wants to give you money 
so I'll get it done. And I've got to work now, and I can have the time off later. That you know, um, that's the way. Because like I said, usually September, December's my busiest time of the year. Um, and I remember a couple of years back, probably uh, five or so years back, um, I worked 38 days in a row without a day off, okay. and it was massive <laughs> um it was just non-stop i had a couple of touring bands um friends bands from overseas coming through and i was doing their shirts and and yeah, of course it just just built <laughs> everything came at once um yeah so yeah, yeah. it's difficult yeah. when that happens you can't yeah. um talking about um um being old school um as far as making screens go have you ever um seen um hand cut ruby do you know no. what that is i don't even oh, know what it is no back in the day we had stuff like this wow. and basically it's clear plastic with a red a red it's it's two sheets together it's it's clear a clear sheet and a, and a red red sheet and yep. basically um this does this this works as a, as a, as a positive so you, you would hand cut with a blade what you didn't want and pull it out and basically this piece here you'd have a, a positive bromide and you'd mask out everything that you didn't want you'd cut out the bits you know that's part of part of the logo this was yellow i think because that was the girl's hair and and, and all of that and then you'd stick them together and then you'd shoot a negative bromide to get the positive of this piece wow. but um that's an art that's been lost um and again a lot of band posters the big band posters that you used to see were all hand cut um wow. um by someone and there was um there was a poster place in sydney Shub posters um was the big place in the 80s and 90s um um and they did all the all the music posters around sydney and um you could always tell their posters they were they were a hand cut um poster i don't so have they've got a particular kind of style that comes out of them yeah um i've got heaps of posters at home i'm, I'm li currently lining the the walls of the shed at home with um 40 years of band posters that i've collected oh, so um yeah. and recently just been in, enjoying them and just going man you don't see a poster like that anymore um mm. and know that they're all hand cut by blade and and mm. yeah um yeah. yeah so and a lot of those 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 band posters pole posters they were two colors um there, there was uh, a lot of trapping in in um the registration because it didn't matter they always printed the dark color and it just covered it um yeah. and you could just yeah, you can just see with they've just been hand cut and was yeah it was a real art to it yeah. um oh, yeah. yeah so no i've never, um, never seen that before yeah and so just on the technical side for yourself what kind of press do you have what kind of oven how are you exposing screens are you using metal halide or what's the, the go um, yeah um but the one thing um, I started off with some with some good good equipment. I did new equipment. I didn't um, get secondhand. Uh, as I did mention earlier, I did have a, a partner, a financial partner at the start. And then when everything went bad with my marriage and that, I couldn't 
I couldn't make it into the business that he wanted. So I just paid him out and continued on. So he was, but at least I had that input at the start. Um, yeah. So I got a Gilro um, um, six color carousel, nice. um, six colors, four tables, um, and a Gilro um, um, dryer and, and flash cura. Um, and they've served me well. I've never had any real breakdown. Um, there's a few things on the arms of the carousel that I've replaced, but um, um, but they're not in business anymore. Uh, they got taken over by, I think, I think the, the main guy retired and um, um, they got taken over by another company that, that could supply me with um, replacement arms for the carousel, but that was it. Um, right. okay. Yeah. Um, so that's what I run there. Um, uh, exposure wise, I've got a just an ancient um, um, vacuum table, exposure table. I don't know what it is, and I've got um, I don't even know what it is one ultraviolet light. <laughs> um, yeah. it's um, uh, the old round, you know, tanning lamps. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a metal halide, presumably. That, that's what it is, yeah, actually. Hold on. Uh, one of that style yeah right <laughs> a breathful yeah. sun lamp <laughs> yeah well that's it that's all you need ultraviolet yeah, so, yeah. very cool so um um uh, and again when i started um exposing screens at home i had a couple of wooden blocks about this big um a flat piece of wood a piece of um foam um, on top of that, um, a black piece of fabric. I'd sit the screen on it, um, put a piece of glass on top of it that was heavy enough to hold it flat with the with the positive on it. And then I had that lamp hanging um, on a door frame. Um, I'd rig it all up and I, I'd expose it that, that way. So um, it's, um, it, it worked well enough for a while, so yeah. It was yeah, just that having, having a, good, a good thick piece of glass was, was the weight, the weight and the good thing in it. So yeah, um, so that's basically it as far as equipment goes. Yeah, so. Right. Um, um, I see you're printing on Gildan. Is that a regular brand for you to print on? That's a band yeah. brand, isn't it? I mean, that, that's that's their market. Pretty well, yes. Um, it's the one that. A lot of people ask for um if you're doing bands or festivals related stuff um they oh, we, we want we want gilden um so um that's mainly what i what i do um and i've had a relationship with them for almost 20 years so um it seems to work reasonably well um um and i suppose the next one i use the most of is as um yeah. people specifically wanting those ones yeah. um and they are they like are a nice they are a nice shirt um, they are they print nicely don't they yeah um they've got a nice feel to them um and um and then pretty well the next thing is i, I get a little bit of stuff from um new waves um new merchandise waves. um yeah, okay. they, they sold a quaz brand um i don't know they've been, been around for ages but they've always just been my next go-to of okay i I, I can't 
I can't get medium in that color in the golden at the moment. Mm. Have, have they got some? Yep. Okay. Bang. I've got. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So they've got a, got a range of stuff, and that's yeah. And again, um, I can print all sorts of things, but I try and just stick to t-shirts and hoodies um, mainly. I, I, um, I I don't do much else. Like I'll, I'll do a few trucker hats. I'll do some stubby coolers, but um, I don't want to be um, giving too many options and be doing too many different things. I just want to stick to the shirts because I can keep it keep it yeah. rolling. Yeah. So do, like do you like printing on hoodies? Sorry? Do you like printing on hoodies? Um, it's, well, oh, I don't hate it, but it is... <laughs> it is it is a, another skill to learn yeah. um um as far as if you're using plastisol the the, the the right type of plastisol and um um and yeah and not having them fry on the table yeah it's, it's a tr it's a tricky one but i usually get through um uh Again, I suppose another skill I've got that previous place that I worked at didn't have a flash curer, so we yeah. used the heat. We used the heat gun for all of our drying in between prints. Yeah. So yeah. I've kind of I, I've kind of honed my skills at that. So um, sometimes when I'm printing hoodies, um, just so you know, if it needs three flashes, I might get away with two and a quick whack with the heat gun, just so the tables aren't getting warm and I'm not creating too much heat and it's shrinking, uh, yeah. you know, so uh, I'll do things like that. Um, just yeah, to, just the you know, push it through. Yeah. That's a, a clever hack. I was talking to someone the other day about um, we, we now will not print on asphalt mile uh, AS color hoodies, nothing wrong with the product. It's great, but just if it's going to shrink, that's the one that's going to shrink. And if you've got right. multi multicolored job, it's a total nightmare. So even just hearing what you're saying there about not heating up the platen too much and not flashing it too much, but having that little control with a heat gun, that's super yeah. smart. And thought of yeah. something as, yeah. as obvious in a way. Isn't yeah, because the heat gun's really intense and you can get in there and quickly do it. And then you're only heating up that little bit. Exactly. Not the whole table, yeah. And it's not, yeah. And, and yeah. sometimes, you know, with a print, um, yeah, you don't need. You actually don't need all of it flashed. You just need that bit, and the other, the, the rest of it can just print over the wet because it's not touching or anything. So you can get yeah. away with it. So, yeah, um, yeah. Actually, that goes. That takes me back. Yeah, we used to do lots of water-based stuff and wet on wet. Um, uh, actually, that that bit of film just run. We on white shirts, water-based. We used to do multicolored jobs, but in the artwork would be things like the, sorry, the, you'd be printing red and you'd be printing yellow, but there'd be parts that were overlapped and you'd print wet on wet. So you get orange in the print as well. Yeah, and, wow. and, and the, there'd be all that in the pre pre planning. And um, that was, that was a fun, a fun thing to do as well. So, and then you'd have to work out sometimes you'd, you'd, you'd do your test prints, but oh, okay. The red's actually too strong and it's not making a good orange. So we're going to have to, um, um, reduce the red down a little bit so it still looks red but it's not as intense when it mixes so we get the orange, orange. and you know. See that's the um, art that's real old school yeah. art 
Yeah, and actually, sorry. Yeah, again with colors. Um, I was talking about technology. Um, uh, mixing colors by a formula uh, is beyond me. I see people in, and I went one place, and I'm sure people do it. Like you know, measuring out to make this much ink, you need this many grams of this, this many grams of this. And I was just like, oh, I just, I just mix by by eye like Whoa. i'll get a p i'll get a pms color as a reference and i'll go yeah yeah it needs yep yeah, and all of my mixing and yeah a mate i used to work with at, at rumors uh, used to call me the color master or something like that and i would i can i'm pretty good at mixing my colors so oh, that's a real um, gift that's amazing yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. um I said, I've got a PMS book and yeah, and I'll go, yeah, that's what they reckon makes it. And I go, nah, I'm going to put this in and I usually get it. So, yeah. So, and, so with, and, and I was going to say, and maybe that takes me twice as long as doing it by formula, but eh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's in a way it's easier. I can't mix ink. So, you know, I'm terrible at mathematics, but um, I don't know. It never quite comes out. The I'm colorblind as well, which is a problem, but it never quite comes out the color that I'm expecting it to. And we use, we tend to use Rutland inks. What what kind of inks do you use? What brand? Yeah, mainly Rutland. Um, a couple of Wolflex because I like how strong their colors are on some things. I love yeah. I love the Wolflex red. It's a good strong red. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, but mainly Rutland. Yeah. Um, yeah. In recent years, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a question no, I was about. Say, I was going to say one thing. Not like back back in the day when, in the early times, we still had lead in some of the the plastisols, yeah. and I I've got a four liter drum down the back of of an old red that's still got lead in it. And whenever I do one of my prints and I want a really good red, I get a bit of that out and it goes yeah. in the mix, and it just like it just makes it a pop. I go, can I get the good red? And but yeah, it's it's a bad red, but <laughs> um, yeah, but good color. <laughs> yeah, it's great color, great color that old red. I'll, I'll be sad when that runs out, but still there. Yeah. With your own clothing brands, um, yep. do you print to order, or do you just print a batch and keep them and put them out when they sell? You do plastisol transfers. How are you doing those? Um, yeah, never do plastisol transfers. And again, I, I have done that the previous jobs, but never bothered here. Um, um, I'll basically just print up a batch and um, and sell. And um, sometimes I'll print a small batch just to test the waters, and, and then go right. Yep, this is this has been a good reaction. I'm going to need to, you know, print twenty of each. So I'll do that and I'll stock up. Actually, if you look like all of that over there, which is in a mess at the moment, is my my stock that I, I keep on hand. Okay, um, good of my own prints um and again it's all in a complete mess because i'm moving and i and sure. um that's been the plan so um so but then again some of my own prints that i know are easy that are just one color i only keep a couple on hand and if i get an order sometimes it's just disruptive it's just like okay i don't have i don't have an excel and i've solved excel i'm gonna have to just set that one up and quickly print it today but um yeah. I only do that on the on the ones, the ones that are not important, and I, and I, I try to keep my 
as far as the trickier ones, try and keep the website updated with what I've got so I can't oversell. Um, yeah. And occasionally, you know, I'll give a shirt away and then I, I sell, oversell, and, and I've got to go, okay, going to have to set that up, going to have to get that done in the next week and going to have to print some more stock. And, yeah. and that, you know, that pushes me to actually do it and restock it where if it doesn't have to be done, I don't do it. So, um, yeah. So I like that when you come yeah. to your website, you've got kind of like two doors. <laughs> do you yeah. want me to print for you? Or, uh, or do you want to buy some of my own brands? And I like yeah. that. It's very straightforward. And you, you well, work out that's, the that's what I wanted. Again, just keep it simple. But for ages, I, I didn't have it set up properly. And it was just like, no, that's what I want to do. I want to go shops this way. Actually, yeah, for ages, all it was was the website and the, the connection to the store. And I didn't have any of the, anything else. So um, I finally got around to going, this is, this is kind of what I do. And yeah, and I've been meaning to update some of those photos forever but that hasn't happened so but yeah. the design that you've got around your actual brand and the types of garments that you print types of designs you print is actually very much the brand of the website as well uh, yeah partly because it they, those garments feature but also just the look and feel of the actual website seems to work that way but you yeah. also have instagram um do you have facebook is that something yeah yeah yep. but you it's, don't instagram and facebook. it's just oh, yeah. word of mouth and people coming through those channels yeah pretty well pretty well yeah occasionally sometimes there's been a shirt of my own where i've experimented with with having a photo um and and you know a link to the website and, and i've paid you know 30 bucks for promotion of it and it's pushed it out a little bit but otherwise not really no so yeah it's just yeah. just basically basically word of mouth yeah so okay and i said and, and again <laughs> um not on my website, not on my Facebook page, anyway, my phone number isn't isn't listed. So um it's send me an email and I'll get back to it when I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. Cool. Uh, and you do your own yeah. separations? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um uh, again, very old school. Um I still work in Corel Draw. Oh wow, um, okay. You're the I, one. Right. Okay. I, I am the one. Um <laughs> And and I'm using Corel 13, and they're up to something like I don't know. I think 27, 30s. I don't know. So it. um, it. it's and again, it's a pirate copy I've had for over 20 years. It works to a certain degree. Um, I'll separate. I'll basically separate from a vector file manually. Um, um, I do have a, an add-on that I I bought um called pixel splitter so if i've got a jpeg i can do a separation from a jpeg um which was something i didn't have back in the day which is like that that's that's a big step for me of like technology <laughs> um um but it's only good to a certain extent you, I, I, again when i'm doing separations um um if I know that a certain part's going to be a problem, I'll either add or subtract an, an outline to certain bits and things. So if I'm working with the vector file, I can do it that way. Um, and yeah, I just separate it all out manually and do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I very, very old school. And I know there's a lot of easier ways to do it, but um, that's the way I know how to do it. And to learn that, I don't have time today. I've got to do the separation now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 
So it, it, it continues on. Yeah. 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 If, if um, it works. And, and again, yeah. I'm lucky. Um, a friend of mine that's a graphic artist, um, he does a lot of my finished artwork now for me. Um, he's, he's skilled in um, Illustrator and things. And a lot of the times I'll get, I'll get a file, a, ve a vector file, and I'll go, Corel won't open it. And I've got, a, I've got um, Illustrator. I'll open it and go, yep, okay, I know what's there. I'll send it to him and say, can you convert this? And send him, he go, yep. And he does that, comes back, bang, I've got it, and away we go. So, so you're um, able to kind of outsource to your mates yeah. in a way. And get, yeah, get that so, um, and most of the time it works. Sometimes, you know, we've got to think about it. And after he'll call me and go, who done this artwork? I don't know what they've done. Uh, there's so many layers. It's a mess. How am I? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I always, I always hesitate when someone goes, I've got the artwork done. <laughs> I go, okay, good. Show it to me. And that's just like, oh, yeah. And, and you've got to go back to the customer and go, the artwork's not good enough to print. They go, it looks good on my website. Yeah, it looks fine on the screen. Yeah, but let me tell yep. you how screen printing works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and and sometimes you can't explain. And I just go, I'll just fix it. Don't worry, it'll be all right. We'll get it. We'll get it done. Um, yeah. Um, uh, somewhere I've I've got a cartoon that I saw that um, um, a boss is saying to the artist, "I need this fixed. You know, can you can you Photoshop it for me?" And the guy, he's looking at it and going, "It's only two pixels. I can't." He's like, "Yeah, but can't you Photoshop it?" And he's like, no, I, I can't Photoshop it. Then, then the boss is going, can anybody in here use Photoshop? You know, because this guy doesn't know how to. It's like, no, you just can't Photoshop it. <laughs> you just don't get it. No. Yeah. no. There's so, nothing, nothing there to work with. We've talked briefly there about, you know, what advice you'd give to people starting out. Um, are there any particular kind of tips and traps, ways that you do things, cutting corners to save time? Or uh, making sure the quality is good that you you think you could pass on to people. Ooh. I'm not sure there. That's a, that's a really really good question because I'm sure in a lot of ways I'm really inefficient. Um, but um, um, it works for me. Um, How do you do your coding, your screen coding? Like, do you coat one side to the other and leave it? Or is it one plus two on the other side or anything unusual there? Okay, I code both sides and first for sitting, let it dry, and then come back and put a second coat on the inside. Okay, okay. That's not heard that one before. That's interesting, that's, yeah. Yeah, that seemed to work, work best for me, yeah. So you get that extra stencil thickness on the top of the screen. Yeah. Inside. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, sorry, initially, um, I dry them with the back facing down. So if it's going to fall, it's going to fall to the back. So I always so come put a, put a coat on the inside. Yeah. 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 I think smoother, smoother um, experience with the squeegee as well, having that extra emulsion on the inside yeah um and again i know there's different um types of thought on how how to do it i know um again my mate that i worked with for years and he had his own business for a little while we still catch up um he was always like no you need to have it thick on the other on the back side of the screen so you've got a little well where where the 
um, where the stencil is to trap the ink when it's when it's down. And I was like, no, but that causes a bleed on some jobs. So you don't want that. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, I think I've kind of, and I've experimented over the years. Um, and I, that, that's the way that I find works, works for me. So, mm. yeah. Um, and ship... I, Sorry, carry on. I was going to say, I, I suppose, um, you know, uh, nine out of 10 screens work out all right for me. You know, occasionally something goes wrong and I've just got to redo it. So, yeah. Mm. We all have that without a doubt. Do you ship nationally? You have customers nationally or mostly in the Sydney, Newcastle kind of area? Um, mainly nationally but very little South Australia or Western Australia. Um, um, but I have clients in Queensland and Victoria, um, yeah. different different festivals and things that I've, I've picked up that I regularly do. Like I've just done um, um, one of the examples. I've just done the Ballarat Rod Run. Oh, nice. So like that's that. happened in Ballarat. And again, that's just through word of mouth through the artists that, that did the artwork and he knows the guys in the in the in the car club and yeah. um i've just become friends with the the guy there can they put on a couple of events every year and and um and 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 typically um he was like um well we used you once but then we had a local guy and he screwed us around and it was it was horrible so we've just come back to you and we're going to stick with you because you always get it get it there on time yeah. you know um, and then even with that one the other week, I was I was panicking because the couriers have just got so bad this year mm. or the mm. last couple of years. Um, it it they 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 arrived on the Friday for the event on the Saturday, and I was just like, couldn't have got that any closer. Um, yeah, so Who yeah, do you and, use to ship? Which courier do you use? Um, is it Aramex or Fastway? Fastway? It was it was Fastway, but it's called Aramex. But I keep getting it wrong. Aramex. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, that's that's who's taking it over. So um yeah, I haven't found a better one at the moment or, or one that'll get me everywhere. And um, but it has I have grumbled a few times in the last couple of years and just go, I'm gonna find someone better, I'm gonna find something better. We <laughs> we use TNT yet. or FedEx as they're now called. Um, yep. FedEx merged or bought out TNT. And we ship nationally like you, and we find that they're brilliant. You know, overall, I could probably list a number of poor performances on one hand. You know, like they've generally okay. been really, really good and yeah. competitive on cost. Yeah. And yeah. again, with Fastway, I used to be always, um, I could get to Sydney the next day, and Melbourne and Brisbane was two days, not a problem. Now, um, if it's interstate, I've got to plan at least a week a week out just to give it some time. Wow. Because because oh, well, you should try TNT then. Because yeah, those types of um, times, you know, we're next day into Sydney, we're two days into into Victoria, we're two days into Adelaide for, from here. You know, so we found them really good. Give them a go. Yeah, Because yeah. Ball Ballarat took four days, so wow, okay. Yeah, which you know, wasn't too bad. They got it there, so I can't complain. But um, yeah, just a few times where it's just been, and 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 also the problem of it hasn't been delivered. It's with our courier. Okay, well, where is it? The guy will go and get it. Oh, it's in transit. I was like, 
where is it yeah we <laughs> so, know that part <laughs> yeah so um, yeah so i did that one in, in um victoria this is another one i do in queensland for bacon fest that happens in kingaroy bacon um, fest that's awesome yeah, so um so we do it me and my, my design mate we do a shirt every year a different one for them um this was the 2021 sorry they have bacon man who, who's their their mascot is a, is a guy in a bacon suit um, so we draw him up every year and Baker Man's doing different things. This was the 2021 where, where they were going to have it and then they couldn't. Um, so this was him um, laying low during the lockdown, the 2020 ham-demic. Nice. So, um, so that was him just on a couch. I really like um, the two reds in that. Yeah. So that, that, that's basically been, been their, their colours every year. So we've done a different one. There was one where... He's a radio guy on the back of a pig. Um, oh, I've and, seen that. I've yep. seen that image. Yeah. Yep. I've and um, um, and the this year's one. Yeah, this year's one. Um, you know, it was the first one back, and also Kingaroy is a big peanut capital of, of Australia. Um, and they just got the big peanut in town, so we had Bacon Man um dancing with a big peanut and um and it was go nuts you know, for bacon fest so yeah so yeah. that's been a, a really good one so that that's sort of the kind of work i do and they're just you know friendships i've made through different connections and um we didn't they know i always deliver so we sort we sort of do them so and, and they're again they're the fun ones coming up with the ideas um yeah. so yeah. like um my mate simon um he's um rockefeller industries um he's based in um in Jindabyne and does a lot of design work and um I'll call him up and go okay we've got to do bacon fest again it's coming up what, what ideas we doing? and we just go back and forth and nice. um and finally yeah so it Develop always comes idea. to us so yep yeah. so that's been good so yeah um so yeah um I'm quite surprised how widespread all my my clients are but yeah it's good yeah it's brilliant and also through no advertising, you know, it's, it, yep. it speaks volumes for your customer service and the quality of the product. So yes. That's everything, man. Yeah, for sure. It's good. Well, yeah. look, um, any quick questions for me at all before we move on? No, no I, don't, I don't think so. Um, I think we've, we've covered, covered pretty well everything. I've, I've talked a hell of a lot, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's what it's about, for sure. Pete, thanks so much for coming on this show. I really appreciate it. That's it's right. Been thanks, really thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for in, inviting me along. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. I love your brand. I love your work. I love the colors, the style, everything about it. Uh, sadly, we're not in that kind of style, and it kind of irks me a bit that, you know, because there's something special about the old school, not just the practices, but the quality and the designs. And that's why the whole kind of retro market exists because people look back and go, actually, that was pretty cool. That was better. So thank you very much. Thanks for sharing about the music as well. That That's really triggered a few memories in my small mind back in the day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thanks for being part of it. And we'll catch up with you again after you move. Hopefully uh, things yeah. will go well. Yeah, and, we, we, uh, we should, should do another one when, when I'm in the shed and I can show you around. So. Yeah, definitely. And if awesome. I'm passing, I'll pop in if that's uh, if that's good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, no problem. So yeah, all good. All right. I'll be Thanks, I'll be wel welcoming visitors once I've got set up. So yeah. 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 Come yeah. see those posters. 
Yep. All right. Well, you take cool. care, Pete, and I'll speak right. to you again. Thanks so cool. much. Thank you. See ya. Mm-hmm.